This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm fired up today. Uh, this is a lady I've been fascinated with for a long time. She really doesn't need an introduction. Y'all know who she is. But what I didn't know, she got started on Soul Train. I thought that was the coolest thing when I was <laughs> researching her. And then I remember the Days of Our Lives thing. And But then, really, this woman's career is just, she's really remade herself so many different times. But, mm. you know, you'll know her from Independence Day, uh, Booty Call, right? You're in Booty Call. Yes. <laughs> That's one you probably don't have in your bio. But I do. But I do. You do? Okay. And then for me, Set It Off was one of the great movies of like all time for me. I love Set It Off. And so mm. now she's got a podcast called Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. She's an entrepreneur. She's just an incredible woman. So you've kind of got it by the name of her show. Vivica Fox, welcome to the program. Great to have you. Thank you so much for having me today, Ed. And that introduction was fabulous, darling. Well, it was true, which makes it really <laughs> even better. So, you know, one thing about you, I want to ask you about this. I was thinking about all these things. I did a little research, but like we have some mutual friends and then I'm just really a fan of yours. I've been fascinated Aww. by you. Even like just right now, before we started, are you conscious of like one of your gifts is how you bring energy? I'm just wondering if that is one of the things that you focus on or just was it a natural blessing of yours that you just bring a very beautiful unique energy and and by the way different energies depending on the role you're playing on camera too do you ever think about that i mean i, I try to be a very positive person in general do you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah. um in life you know i've met people that i've looked up to or admired or really was really looking forward to meeting and was disappointed yeah and so i always just especially like with my fans or like, I always believe a happy set is a positive set. Mm. So I always, you know, when I see people look them in the eye, shake hands, you know, well, it can't as much with COVID, but that was usually always to make eye contact, to be positive, to make your experience when you're around me, to be fun, to say, yeah. you know, it was really cool. I, I guess it's something that I'm blessed with. Yeah, I do. I think so. And to me, there's certain people that kind of like jump off the camera, no matter what the role is they play. And I think that's yeah. an energy thing. I think energy is also kind of influenced too. Like it's just, some people have it and some people don't. I've always felt that way when I've I watched you. Because you do, you've done serious roles and you've done obviously hilarious roles too, because you got yeah. this great timing. But so let's start out. You've re, you kind of remade yourself to last as long as you have in such a competitive <laughs> industry and to be a woman and to be a black woman is, yes. is remarkable that you've been able to sustain such a high level of notoriety, probably income. Mm. And so have you remade yourself multiple times? And if you have like, a lot of people are thinking about that right now, post COVID, what would you mm. say to people about that? I definitely am having an amazing resurgence in my career. Like you said, most Hollywood actresses and especially African-American actresses yeah. in their fifties, I'm very happy to say I'm in my fifties and, you know, taking good care of myself, doing my best to keep it tight and right. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I figured it out. And that's because I've had a good team of people uh, mm. who are honest with me, who see opportunities uh, for me that I didn't even see for myself. And they have me busier than ever. They really mm. do. What do you mean by figure it out? What do you mean by that? Um, well, like I figured it out in my career 
uh, early, I have a business partner by the name of Lita Richardson, um, who told me the more that I realize that I'm in show business, and the more that I realize the business that goes on behind the show, a longer I will have a longer career. Then I figured out that versatility has also equaled the key to my longevity. Um, so I always share with young actors that come up to me, oh my God, how are you able to do this for so long and be so yeah. successful? I say, baby, be a triple threat, be able to sing, act, dance. You never know what the role may call for that day because our business, there used to be a time where movie actors only did movies, television shows only did TV shows, yeah. film actors only, I mean, uh, theater people only did Broadway or theater. Yeah. Now you can go and you can do theater. Uh, you can host a TV show, a daytime talk show, a night show. Uh, you can do movies, you can do sitcoms, you can just do a little bit of everything. That way the career lasts longer and you don't get pigeonholed into just doing one thing. Yeah, that's a great lesson for anybody in any career though. Like. Even if you're an entrepreneur, you know, some people rely on that one thing they're great at, which is good. Mm -hmm. It's a gift or whatever. But at some point, you're going to have to evolve, pivot, have different skills to persuade different people. That's yes. something enough people don't do. Are you working on your game? Are you working on your persuasion or if you're closing or your mm. presentation skills, your people skills? You know, not enough people are improved, especially if they have a little bit of success. Yes. Failure causes all of us to want to improve, right? But success is a killer sometimes because it makes <laughs> us think we got it wired. And that's that's the key to longevity is you didn't act like you were successful, right? You continue to act like mm -hmm. you weren't to get better. True? Absolutely. Like I said, versatility has equaled the key to longevity. It was like, listen, you can only be the hot chick for so long. Then <laughs> studios are going to go looking for the next hot chick with, you know, yeah. it, it just, you know, it's a, it's a thing that rotates. So I figured out in my career how to go to different chapters, how to be the hot chick, then how to be like the leader, how to play a good mom, how to be a good producer. Now I'm directing. And then business-wise, you know, I learned with the Vivica Fox hair collection, which when I started that 10 years ago, people laughed at me. I'll never forget that. They're like, when the check stopped coming in, now she's selling hair. Right. Not having no idea that me and my business partner had did our homework and found out the business um, in the hair business that it's a billion dollar year franchise and African-American women buy a lot of that hair. Yeah. So, and I know I had spent a whole bunch on weaves and mm. wigs and everything. So I said, mm. let me get a piece of that buy back. Mm. And now the Vivica Fox hair collection is celebrating 10 years being successful in, in the hair trade. Yeah, that makes you an incredibly legitimate businesswoman if you go a decade at anything in business. Agreed. You know, I looked at, I looked you up. It was interesting because I want to know what like the magic thing was. Everybody has a little magic thing. And I, no, I looked at your, you know, your, I think it was your mother was a pharmaceutical tech and your dad was yes. a private school administrator, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, worked in the school system. Because I want to know what makes somebody. And huh. there's little things about you that I've watched over the years even more than most actresses. And I and people are hearing it. By the way, she said earlier, you know, she used to be the hot chick. I say this respectfully. She's gorgeous. I say this is a happily <laughs> married dude, but she's still the hot chick. But but there's a lot of them, a lot of folks are listening to this on audio. Some are on uh, YouTube, but I want to make sure they go to YouTube and I'll prove it to you. Go look, click the link on YouTube and you'll see it. But I want to ask you about I have like only four or five gifts in my life. One of them, though, that I've worked hard on is my voice, mm. is my ability to communicate clearly articulate yes. my words clearly that's yes. something you really do well and i'm wondering was that just like was that something your parents worked on like my 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 dad had like kind of a deep voice and worked on me speaking deeper worked on me hey finish your sentence finish your like being able to articulate and speak clearly influences people right regardless of your career you do that like exceptionally well was that like 
bred into you as a child by your parents, emphasized, or just like it's just a natural thing you have? No, that it's something that I've definitely worked on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was a host of a of, of a lot of award shows, mm -hmm. and um, and then I'll never forget. I did have one job as an actress, and it was for um, it was kind of like a medical drama, and that was the first time that someone ever had said, "You're not saying your G's, you're not saying um, mm -hmm. uh, fishing, or you're not you're not you're not saying." It, it, I wasn't finishing off. I had a little hood in me. So I was, you know, you know, and I'll be like, but you know what I mean? But, but we're doing a right. television show and you're mm -hmm. playing a doctor and you need to speak articulate, mm -hmm. articulately. And I was like, gotcha. And I didn't even realize that I didn't, my, wasn't finishing my words. So mm -hmm. that was the first thing. So then when I started hosting a lot of award shows and then I had my own talk show uh, called uh, Face the Truth. Uh, and I had to deliver a lot of dialogue that was, you know, you have sponsors and things like that, that they want to hear their, their ads or whatever spoken clearly. And then I also did a lot of voiceover work. I was yeah. a voice of Cadillac uh, for many years. So, oh, and then great. I, yeah. And then I did uh, done anima animation. I did Scooby-Doo. So I could hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And can I tell you, I just was in Vegas over the weekend celebrating a friend's birthday. And I kind of, you know, had a little bit of a different do my braids here. But the moment I started to speak, people yes. would go, I knew that was Vivica Fox. Yes. You know, I knew yes. that was you. Yes. You don't even realize that people now, especially listening audio, how many times people hear your voice on a commercial or on a trailer or, you know, something like that. And it's, they go, and there's a connection with yes. the voice. The reason that I bring it up, everybody that's listening or watching, like the first two things really I've covered her is her energy and her ability to articulate her thoughts, because these are huge secret keys in every walk of life you're a better mother or father if you can bring an energy to your family yeah. and articulate your thoughts correctly and by the way everybody knows this who watches my show i'm not talking about clearly saying something like if you were born with an accent or you come from somewhere and there's a dialect that's that's absolutely wonderful in life you want to have those things but it's finishing your thoughts it's being cognizant of your ability to communicate with people Listen, more and more in the world, information's free, everybody. You can Google lots of info. Info doesn't Absolutely. separate you. It's your ability to transfer it. That's mm -hmm. the key. And this woman is one of the best in the world. So um, I want to say, we'll go into your show in a minute because I want to ask you about that too. But yes. you, know, you got a chance to work with Patti LaBelle when you were young. <laughs> That's an icon, right? Yes. Like one of the great icons. I'm curious, did she make any impact on you, particularly any influence on you other than, wow, this is Patti LaBelle? What did you learn from her? Oh my gosh, good cooking and good fashion sense. Mm. Uh, I remember uh, Patty would always be in her trailer and 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 she would cook us good food. Yeah. She would always believe like, hey baby, come, I wanna make sure you got a good good food and, and you're nourished and all that good stuff. And mm. she cook, you know, now that's why we got patty pies. Another mm -hmm. thing I learned from that one about business too, outside mm. of just being a singer, um, mm. you know, how to brand yourself. And mm. then fashion, uh, I'll never forget one time, uh, you know, they'll say sometimes, oh, your shoes don't matter. You don't really see them. And I walked in with these shoes and she hated them. <laughs> and she liked my dress and the cute little hat I, I had on. And she walked up, she said, baby, who put them shoes on you? And I said, oh, they said it's not going to really matter. She goes, I see them. <laughs> I noticed they weren't cute. And from that point forward, I always make sure that my outfits are complete and I have on some good shoes. I love that. It's like <laughs> these little lessons you learn from legends, right? Like legends. little lessons. I've had the good fortune of just, you know, over my life getting to coach or work with people. And some of them are sort of legendary people. And people say, what do you learn from them? They'd be surprised at these subtle little things that you've mm -hmm. learned from them that like you carry forever because they said it. 
because it was them yes. that said it. Exactly. Yeah, because it was them, right? Someone else says, you're like, yeah, whatever. But it's Patty LaBelle, like, okay, I'm wearing some good shoes from now on, right? Oh, I, I better. That. Oh, when I show up, whenever I do see her, I make sure that my look is complete from head to toe. Because she, and then also she te- taught me a love for diamonds too. A love Bad for habit. diamonds. And the, the, other you have in, the other thing you have in common with her too is that, because you're both known for this, of being really nice, good people. And that's what's one of the other career things that last in careers is like when you're in competitive businesses, being a good human, treating other people really well, that's like making deposits in the bank account of longevity because there's the law of reciprocity in life, right? Things come back to you. And you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of people in your industry that don't always adhere to that standard. They sure don't. And I, yeah. and you know what? I also learned, I remember when I met Bill Clinton, how he gave me such direct like eye contact. And he's like, a pleasure to meet you. Mm-hmm. Just, it takes just a moment to mm-hmm. be nice, to yeah. make someone feels that this may be the only time in their life that they see you in person and they've supported your career and went to see your movies, bought your products and stuff, to take a moment, to take a picture and say, thank you, appreciate the support. It goes mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah, I think they call that charisma sometimes. And Clinton, <laughs> Clinton, had, Clinton had a ton of that or has oh a ton goodness. of that, right? Like, Still. Yeah, I've had a, the fortune of getting to meet him a couple of times too. He's a presence, but one of the reasons he's a presence is no matter what he's doing, he's present with yes. you for those yes. moments. You feel like you're the most important person in the world. Yes. So speaking of your movies, Independence Day, uh, I, that's when I watch you, I'm like, wow, this person, this woman has stepped into her own, right? Like that was a big deal. It but, was. But set it off, I thought, I don't know if you're... I'm wondering if you were aware of it. Guys, if you've never seen Set It Off, do yourself a favor and go watch this movie. Because I think it's not only a great movie, and Vivica's not only incredible in it, but there's some real cultural and societal stuff kind of embedded in that movie that is more well-known now than it was then. So, you know, in the movie, I won't give it all away, but, you know, she's basically working in a bank. She shouldn't get fired. She does for some crap, some total BS reasons. It's going to be a janitor. Then they decide to go rob a bank. It's like an awesome movie. But were you, were you aware when you were doing this? Like, this has some social impact to it. Like, some of the issues in that movie, the subtle issues, wasn't just a great movie, but, like, there's a lot of stuff. You go watch that movie now. We're talking about those things a lot more now than we were then, some of those issues. Do you have any, did you have any grasp of it then at all? I was just curious. To be honest with you, no, it was the director. I will give all kudos to the director, F. Gary Gray, that because we were tossing out papers every day from the script. And he's like, this movie has to make sense. Why would four women go and rob a bank? I want to show the relationships, how they're connected with each other, how your backs were pushed against the wall, and you felt like this was your only way out. So he wanted to make sure that the story made sense. That here I was unjustly fired and it's the association with the guy, you know, from the hood, you know, then she still got her girls and each one went through an experience that made it them bond together and like, you know what, we, we, the system is, is, is jacking us over. We going to take a piece of the system back and do it our own way. It wasn't a great choice, but it definitely made out for, made a wonderful film, but I did feel something special when we were filming it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Working with Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Kimberly Elise, the awesome director, F. Gary Gray. I knew it was something special. And at the premiere, people laugh, cried, cheer. I was like, we got a hit. And it's a classic. Who was your acting coach? Did, did Will Smith work with you as an acting coach for a while? Is that true? <laughs> no, it okay. was just for that movie, Set It Off. We were filming okay. Independence Day. Okay. And uh, I told him, you know, I was kind of looking at something on side. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, hey, I'm going to go audition for Jada's. You know, at the time they were dating. Yeah. And he was like, yo, let me help you out, V. Okay. I was like, okay, okay. Who, how, how off 
often does Will Smith say, I want to coach you. So yeah. we went in because they made me audition for two characters. They made me audition for TT because at the time, Rosie Perez was supposed to have been my character's Frankie. Uh, because, you know, you know, they do that in studios. They yeah. try to match up actors. Sure. And uh, so we were reading it and he's like, TT, not really you. Frankie, you're, when we did, he's like, when you go in there, give them that energy. Like go in there and I want you to take this role, baby. Because like, don't mm. just, you know, mm. take it. Mm. And that extra encouragement. And I remember going into the audition with F. Gary Gray and I did TT and he went, okay. And then I did Frankie and he went, wow. I like that. Yeah. And he took mm. me out afterwards and he was very honest. He didn't make me audition again. He says, if Rosie Perez falls out, this is your role. And I got it. No way she fell out. That's how you got that. Yeah. yeah, so he, yeah. He, but I mean, did I did work. audition. I did audition. Yeah. 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 I, but he did work with you a little bit. Cause I read that. I'm like, that's pretty fascinating. He worked with you on a movie that Jada was in. I just think that's yes. really interesting stuff. Yeah, and he actually, yeah. he actually, uh, he came to the set and uh, when Jada, when we were doing Independence Day, Jada, we were in Utah, came there. So it was a good connection. And Jada and I had worked, you know, uh, had Jada and I worked together? No, I did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with Will before. So it was just mm. ironic. I played Jazzy Jeff's, I was like the date from hell. I was his sister and I just gave Will the hardest time. That That's another classic episode mm. as well too. So we had worked mm. together before and the quick story, uh, the first the first choice wasn't available. My first day of filming, because I had to audition six times, called and said, because she was in a series that they, they, but they couldn't work out her schedule. And then they did. And mm. they told me at the premiere, they were like, did you know your first day of filming that if you weren't good, we were going to fire you? No way. I was like, no. the director told me this. He says, yeah, the girl that we wanted for first choice. No uh, way. Yeah. So mm. goes to show you to show up and be present. Yeah. And always, especially if you get an opportunity, never take it for granted. How yeah. big or how small. Be professional. Show up on time. Be ready. Know your lines. Because... Independence Day literally changed my life. Right. The movie, 25, almost 25 years ago, made $800 million. Gosh. And my phone started ringing off yeah. the hook. Yeah, it led yeah. to movie after movie after movie. Sometimes the best ability is availability, right? That's right. Just, just be available. And then the other thing, too, is sometimes luck is where preparation meets opportunity. That's exactly okay. what happened with both of those with you. Like, I just love these lessons because people think sometimes when they see somebody famous or well-known, Somehow the, the lessons that made them successful don't apply to them. And, and, and success is principles that are mm. across the board applied. One of them is hustling, yes. which is, what's that mean to you? You named your show this, you're going to, you're going into season <laughs> two. Why'd yes. you name it that? And what is hustling? What does that mean to you? Cause that's oh, everyone talks about, you got to hustle. You got to hustle. I got my hustle on. What yes. to you, what does that mean? For me, it's being persistent Mm. Um, never taking an opportunity for granted. Um, I got Hustling with Vivica Fox because it's with Stage 29 Productions, which is Dr. Phil's production company. Wow. I had a talk show on called, called Face the Truth. Yeah. Now I'm going to take you back. I was a guest on Dr. Phil's show like so many times. Mm -hmm. And he just like, he was like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to figure out something to do with you. We did mm -hmm. the talk show, but then at the time it got canceled uh, prematurely because of some mm -hmm. stuff was happening in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um they said, we're not done with you. We're, mm. we're going to figure out another way to work with you. Mm. And next thing you know, they're like, how about your own podcast? You know, I did a talk show with four women. And for, you know, for them that didn't say, we want to give you your own podcast. So then cool. who knows what this is going to lead to? I may have another talk show again with Dr. Phil because he's literally, you know, talk show God. 
and he gives sure. you that touch. And so when they asked me to do this, they're like, you know, if you do a podcast, uh, what would you like to do? I, I want to celebrate careers. I don't want to look for like, you know, gossipy or trick people into telling the story that's clickbait. I said, I want to celebrate careers. I want people to know what's your journey. How did you become who you are? Um, so tell, tell people stories that they never knew behind the scenes. I think that's, you know, more interesting to it hear is. about than me trying to trick you into getting a clickbait for a blog or something like that. That's not what I do. I love it. What a career you've had, by the way, I have. Well, Dr. Phil's doing for you what he's kind of doing for Mike Bear a little bit. My buddy, Mike. Yes. Yes. Uh, I love Mike. So do I. He's such a good yeah. man. And, um, but he, what's what Oprah did for him. You yes. know, she kind of tapped mm -hmm. him on the shoulder and it's that thing where you pay it forward in life. It's just, it's amazing. And entrepreneurs, parents, all of you, whatever you do, you can do that too. I'm curious. You have a big life, like a busy life. I do. And there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Like, just to be on top, not to lose it. You know, yes. you've carried that. You've had to have carried that. And as an African-American woman in Hollywood, you know, the opportunities are limited, right? So I think yes. the pressure's got to even be greater. You can't make, you can't make a mistake, right? Like, does it ever just weigh on you just being you having this life? And secondly, is it worth it? Like if you had to go back and whisper to that young lady on Soul Train, <laughs> would you tell her it's worth it? I'm curious. Both of those Abs things together. Absolutely. I've had, like you said, an amazing career through the trials mm. and tribulations, the ups, the downs, the failures, the successes. It's been an amazing ride. And I want to keep on going forward and having a couple of more chapters before I shut this girl down and say, okay, mm. I've done it. Uh, but I love mm. what I do. I love what I do. I'm grateful for what I do. I, I love entertaining. I love, as you said, passing the torch on to others and going into the different chapters. I really love what I do. And it's absolutely worth it. Um, the only part of it that I don't like is that, you know, sometimes when you do want to do things private, that now everybody wants to put a phone in your face or not let you have private moments, but that comes with yeah. it. And, you know, I'm the kind that's like really nice. I'll be like, now, baby, I'm gonna give you this picture, but you're gonna leave me alone <laughs> after that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I need to get better at that. I need to get better at that. Because you know what? It doesn't upset, everybody knows, it's not really that it upsets you. It upsets the other people you're with. They're like, hey, we're trying to have dinner. Yes, you know, like yes. Other people you're Could with, you know. Please leave her alone. Like I literally was in Vegas yeah. and I was like, you guys, I'm gonna take this last picture and then that's it. Everybody kind of put a border around me and 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 that's gonna be it because I wanted to laugh with them and have drinks and, and have a day off, yeah. you know, and not yeah. be on. I was not trying to show up as Vivica Fox. I just wanted to hang out with some buddies. So if there's women listening to this number one who want to get ahead in their life. Right. There's, what would your advice be to them? It's obviously different if some are gender, and then it's even more different if you look different and, and what the majority looks like, whether you're a Latina, you're Asian-American, you're African-American. Obviously, it's it's different. I don't understand it. I'm a white male. I don't. I never lived like that. I don't walk in a room and experience that. I don't have those thoughts when I walk in a room. So, But there's millions of people that are listening to this that do have those thoughts, that do have those concerns. What would you say to them? You know, I never use my race as a, as a crutch. Be, be a good woman. Let's start yeah. there. Be a good woman mm -hmm. with good principles, good work ethic. And I, I just never use my race as like, well, you know, I'm a sister and y'all better do this for me. Um, but, you know, mm -hmm. there is the old rule that if you are, you know, uh, African-American, that you have to work twice as hard. Happens. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a hard worker. 
So I never tripped on that. So first of all, you know, in our society today, everybody wants to swipe quickly to fame. There are no short cuts to a career. There's a difference between being famous and a career. And to have a career, a career is built. And it's built with having a good team, having a good work ethic, um, showing up and being present. And... um, and, and knowing the business that you're in. Like, I think a lot of people, when they come to show business, everybody just thinks, oh, I'm good looking. And because I'm good looking, that means that you're going to hire me. Well, when you get there and you show up for an audition, there's 10 other pretty girls there. Then you go, Whoop, okay, what can I do that's going to make me different to stand out to get this part? And that's showing up, knowing your lines, looking the part, leaving no room for doubt that they should hire you. I've had a, a wonderful acting coach that told me that by the name of Sheila Wills when I was a young actress. And she was like, Vivica, you show up. I want you to dress, smell, walk, talk, be the part. So when you walk out, the, the director or the producers go, that's our girl. Interesting thing. I'm going to jump in and say that, because I I'm a, I love that answer, that I think sometimes even when maybe a deck is stacked against you, potentially in life, mm-hmm. that it's to your disadvantage to be too aware of it, no matter what it is when you walk in. Because I think sometimes you might um, perform differently being too aware of that stuff. And I mean that like mm. I walked in, I had to give a speech a while ago and uh, I knew the people that were in there was very rare. But when I had to give this speech, I kind of knew they were predisposed not to agree with some of the things I was going to say. It wasn't political at all. It was just a business thing. Okay. But I remember it wasn't one of my best speeches. And the reason mm. that it wasn't was I was overly, it was a legitimate issue when I had to walk in there, I was going to have to deal with. It was real. right? But I think I was so concerned about it that it caused me to perform. It's almost like if you're a hitter in baseball, you know you can't hit a curveball. You're mm-hmm. so paranoid about that curveball, you're getting the curveball, right? Right. And I think to some extent that happened. And so it's a, important to be aware. Christine Simmons was on my show. She's become one of my very good friends. She used to run the LA Sparks, African-American woman. I think she's now running the Academy Awards. Do you know Christine? Uh, no, yeah. but I'm a, a, I'm a sponsor of the LA Sparks as well okay. too. She's, a, she's awesome. And she's we share our love for tequila so but she did say to me she said one thing as an african-american woman that i am aware of is i don't want to mess this up because i don't want the door to close so that someone else doesn't get an opportunity exactly and one of the things you and latifah and jada and others have done is you've you probably didn't weren't aware of the time but you have oh, Halle berry others you've opened the door for people now is that important to you or are you just working and hustling you don't even think about it no i absolutely do i actually did an interview one time with pam greer i did this show uh sure. for bet legends and we got to interview people that we loved she's my yeah. i named my production company foxy brown productions and i got to interview her and she was so kind i was like <gasps> in tears the whole time and she mm-hmm. said to me i said you were so kind thank you i admire you for a long time she says it's what i'm supposed to do vivica and mm-hmm. I said, well, what do you mean by that? She goes, someone opened the door for me so that I could pass this torch to you. And I want you to pass the torch to Generation Next or someone else. And I am doing that. I I always help out uh, with producing my own movies, now directing my own movies, hosting a comedy special where it's female comedians, where I show up and I lend my name to get folks in the audience. So they give these women, um, you know, excellent exposure. And so, you know, that that's all like, you, you gotta have, you, you can't just take from your community and not give mm-hmm. back and think mm-hmm. that you're gonna be blessed. So do you work on yourself? Like, are you a reader? Are you, cause you've had a lot of personal, I'm coming on your show. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of personal development, life improvement type people. 
around you on your show and other people you've interviewed? Is that something do you work on? That? Do you read? Are you are you constantly reading about you know energy or getting better or faith or those kinds of topics? Is that something that is in your universe, so to speak? Um. I am a reader and then not a reader because I have to read so many scripts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I, I like like, you know, positive affirmations and things like that. But can I take you back to something you just said about yeah. um, being too aware? As an mm -hmm. actor, though, it's different for us. And let me tell you, tell you that, tell you why yeah. you, yeah. if you walk in and you have to be confident, like they, they can mm -hmm. sense whether or not, you know, the lines, whether or not you're prepared. So for an audition, it's like, you, you've got to be like in a zone that like, mm -hmm. like when you walk in and the, like there's people, you've got less than five minutes to impress, to get a job. Or yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Cause I, I've also was... done speeches and I have to read the room too. And I have to adjust, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I think what my point was is that you can't be too aware of outside noise. You have to go in and execute. And okay. that's what I would. Okay, I, I misunderstood you then. Yeah, when I coach when I coach entrepreneurs that I know, you know, uh, maybe they're the little company going into bid against a big company or something like mm -hmm. that. And they're like, look, the deck is stacked against me. I'm like, it is stacked against you. That's a fact. But you got to go in there, like you just said, and you got to own it and you got to execute. Yes. And that's what I meant earlier about, listen, there, there's deck stacked against people in certain industries and certain businesses in life. Mm. Being aware of it's very important because it's you don't want the door to close for somebody else. You better over prepare. You got to be twice as good. All the things yes. we said. But I think when your moment arrives, you got to drop that. And you got to execute just like what you've said. I think we're actually mm. saying something really, really similarly. What about this, too? I'm just curious. Has there been luck, timing? In other words, would you have been successful no matter what? Or is there an element to success that's just like, you better always be ready because timing does matter? Yeah, that was something else my, uh, Sheila Wills, uh, my acting coach back in the day, she's like, stay ready. Stay mm. ready. You never know when your time is going to come up. And if you weren't prepared, mm. the only person that you can blame is yourself. Mm. And then going back forward to what you were saying, you're like, how, how am I who I am? Mm. It's because I'm honest with who I am. I own my accomplishments. I own my faults. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing with a lot of people that sometimes they're in denial about their actions wow. and how they treat people. And I really try to be a person that if I'm wrong to apologize, mm. uh, that if I made a mistake to own that mistake, mm. um, that, you know, how do I learn from my mistakes? And so I don't have a problem looking in the mirror and talking to Vivica and owning who I am. And that took a long time, but in my fifties, um, the maturity now that I have that, how do you get certain results? Um, what was your contribution to things not going the way that you thought it, they were going, going to go or that they went just like you want, if not even better. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. That's going to be an Instagram clip. I can tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, like when you're watching a football game, they go, that's going on sports center. Oh, right yes. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was the sports center of podcasts right there. I'm going right. to tell you. Or if someone gets posterized, you're like, Oh <laughs> dude, you just got posterized. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You dunked on that. So yeah. I want it stay on that just for a second. I'm curious. Cause we're going to run out of time. And like, you can tell, I would talk to you all day, but Aww. I'm curious, are you hard on yourself when you perform? When you go back and watch yourself on camera, are you one of those people that's very difficult on yourself so that you do improve or do you give yourself some grace? Do you enjoy watching yourself? I'm curious. Combination of both. When I first started acting, I was overly critical. I was looking for everything that I did wrong and said what I did right. So I had to give myself a break, you know, like, okay, people enjoyed it. 
stop being so hard on yourself. But you know, you are critical of yourself because you want to grow as an actor. Yeah. And so I've I've learned to just listen a little bit more when I see something, if I like it, congratulate myself and then let's move forward. How can we grow that then the next time? Like I, I do these lifetime movies called So Wrong It's Right. And we're now like on film 33. Mm. And the reason why they keep happening Gosh. is because, you know, we just, I keep making it better. I'm like, okay, next time we can, the fashions can be a little bit better. Okay. Let's make sure the hair is more current. I just always try to, every time that I show up to be, to be better and grow. Mm. And, uh, you know, well, now you I'm know, a director. So an you amazing know. career. Gosh, like it's Thank really, you. it's really remarkable. And by the way, the diversity of the different things that you do, you know, and that's why I say these principles, everybody don't apply to just acting or just directing or just podcasting or just being an entrepreneur. They apply in life. Yes. You, you seem like people ask me sometimes, and I'm not equating the two of us by any means, but people will ask me sometimes, you seem very confident. And I've had to really work on my self-confidence. I did not have that when I was young. Mm -hmm. And I even think it's pretty fragile sometimes now. And people yeah. ask me, are you as confident as you seem? And I usually say, probably not. Probably, <laughs> you know, probably not. And when I'm, I watch you, I'm like, this is such a confident woman. Do you go through bouts of not being, of insecurity? Have you, do you struggle with that ever? Especially in your career with the criticism that could come or the gaps yeah. in between a movie. And if you have ever struggled with it, do you have any hacks or keys you do to get your confidence? Uh, you know, I, I, I have a, a funny saying, make your haters your congratulators. Uh, because we seem to be in a business where people love to just rip you apart. Mm -hmm. And I had to stop, you know, I had to know who was trolling and, or be honest with myself. Did you like the way you looked? Did mm -hmm. you, could you have done better? Could you have worked out more? You know what I mean? Just to be honest with myself. But I, I try to put my best foot forward. I'm a planner. Uh, when I go and I do movies or even an appearance, it, the look is planned literally from head to toe. I learned that from Patti LaBelle, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. to look good and, you know, cause people, if they want to see a movie star, they want to see a movie star. But mm -hmm. then I also know when to turn off and just hang out with my godchildren, no makeup, and enjoy life. So it's a delicate balancing act that I think I finally have figured out. And confidence is key, you know? Yeah, um, for me, confidence is keeping the promises I make to me. If yes. I consistently do the things I tell myself I'm gonna do, I build a reputation with myself where I trust me. And to mm. me, that's self-confidence. And when I meet somebody who's not self-confident, I think maybe they've started a lot of diets they didn't keep. Maybe they said they're gonna make yes. a lot of phone calls they didn't make for business. You know, they, yes. they don't keep these promises. So anyone listen, that's a hack also in addition to what Vivica said about your self-confidence. Okay, last question. Okay. I wish this wasn't over. First off, thank you for being here. First off, <laughs> You're thank welcome. you. And everybody, please go check out Vivica's podcast. Go follow her on social media. I think if you go to her Instagram or her show, I think you'll be able to connect with everything that she's doing going forward. But if you could go back to that young lady on Soul Train who probably had big dreams and wanted to do something great with her life and, and you could talk to her. There's a lot of people listening to this and watching this coming out of COVID and maybe even without COVID. They're like, I'd like to make some dreams come true of mine, yeah. but I don't, I'm stuck. I'm down. I don't have a lot of connections. I don't know a lot of people. The reason I'm listening to Ed Milet's show is I'm trying to pick up these the inspiration or the keys to changing my life. I've got one of the most successful women over the last 20 years or so, even longer in Hollywood, right here with me. She's made an unbelievable life and career for herself. What advice or counsel would you give that young Vivica Fox, which is the same advice I'm sure you'd give everybody listening? Bet on you. And it's never too late. 
it is never too late, but you have to put the effort forward for it. Success isn't going to come knocking on your door. And, and I share that. I have a book out called Every Day I'm Hustling, where I say, you've got to go knock on success door. Matter of fact, you got to go kick that sucker in. But you, it has to start with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do the homework. Find out that if it's a business that you want to do, do the homework. Look at other people that are successful in that business. What steps did they take? Um, are you making the right moves? Are you making the right connections? Network. Success, like I said, isn't going to come to you and be like, hey, ready. It's literally up to you to go network, get out there, start brainstorming, create vision boards. Every day, just do something positive to make you take that next step forward instead of sit, get up off that couch, go make it happen. You guys, there's a lot there right there, by the way. One little thing about betting on you, that was awesome, by the way, like legit, like legit, not only to bet on you, not only to get up, networking, massive thing, not enough people take advantage of, Mm -hmm. preparation piece of it as well, right? That's a, that's a, a, a gigantic part of it is, the preparation piece, being the most prepared person, huge mm-hmm. advantage in life and business. There was a lot there, you guys. And I I think you should go back and replay that last couple minutes because that's a lot of the lessons in there are the things that she just described. I would agree with those things, by the way. And it's never too late. I want everybody to hear that. It's never too late to turn your life around. Okay. Yes. It's never, never too late. And um, I was honored to have you here today. This Aww. is it was great because I, 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 I just, um, I think you're remarkable and I knew you would be able to express why you're so successful, which is not something everybody can do. They can't explain mm. to you why they're where they are. You and I both know a lot of people like that. You've yeah. been able to explain it. And, um, I'm really, really grateful for this today and I'll return the favor on your show. So thank yes. you. Yes, You're welcome. We'll talk again soon, Ed. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Everybody share this show, share it. <laughs> We're growing, sure. share it. Fastest growing show on the planet. Share it with everybody. God bless you all. Max out. Take care, darlings. Bet on you. This is the Ed Milet Show.